He has made him both Lord and Christ. Acts 13 verse 32. Acts 13 verse 32. Acts 13 verse 32. Praise God. And we declare unto you glad tidings. Someone say glad tidings. How that the promise which was made unto the fathers. The promise was made unto the fathers. That promise, how was it made? It was made through prophetic utterances by the prophets. And we declare glad tidings to you that the promise was made unto the fathers. God has what? Has fulfilled the same unto us, our children. How? In that he did what? Jesus again. So what was the prophecy about? The resurrection of Jesus. He said God has fulfilled that promise. How do we know he has fulfilled the promise? In that he did what? He raised Jesus. Peter was an eyewitness. But do you know that Paul was not an eyewitness? Hallelujah. But let's see what Peter said about Paul. Peter was an eyewitness, but Paul was not an eyewitness. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 15. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. An account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. Even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom that God gave to him, he has written unto you. Uh-huh. What did he write? As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things. Let's read, let's read the next part together. I want to go. In which are some things hard to be understood. So, this is Peter, who was an eyewitness, right? Writing about Paul. He said, Paul, that God gave him some wisdom, gave him some things, gave him some insights. Praise God. The word wisdom there means insight. God gave him some insight. And these insights, right, which some do, in which are some things hard to be understood. For Peter to say they were hard to be understood. It means that Peter himself at the time found it hard to understand. And what was it about? He said, the, uh, 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 which, uh, next verse, next verse. Therefore, beloved, seeing you know these things before, beware lest also being led away by the error of the wicked, fall from your steadfastness. Next verse. But grow in grace and what? Knowledge of who? Of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So those things that were hard to be understood will be things about the knowledge of who? Of our Lord and who? Savior. So in other words, Peter is saying that come, I, am a, I was a physical eyewitness. But Paul seems to know more about these things that I witnessed physically. In other words, Paul was more of a spiritual eyewitness than a physical eyewitness. So, what does that mean? 
we've popped it and I said, follow Paul. Study him. Learn what he's saying. That you physically saw something does not mean that you understand it. Jesus said, blessed is the man that does not see me, yet does what? Believe. So you don't need to see Jesus before you believe. Paul didn't see Jesus, right? But he could tell more about what happened. So we will learn about the resurrection behind the scenes. We will learn them from Paul. And that's why we are going to go to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Let's now go to Hebrews 2. He said, I believe that Paul was the one that wrote Hebrews. Right? Some people don't believe it, but it doesn't matter. For as much then as the children are what? Partakers of flesh and blood. Right? He himself, what? Took part of the same. In other words, he became a human being. Right? So that through death, through death, through death, he might do what? He might destroy him that had the power of death. So which means that the death of Jesus, let's learn, number one, who did the death of Jesus affect? Was the death of Jesus, was it because of God? The death of Jesus did not affect God. According to this scripture, who did the death of Jesus affect? The devil. So God was not the one that required the death of Jesus. God was not the one that the death of Jesus appeased. Are you following me? The death of Jesus did not appease God. Hallelujah. It means that the death, it means that your sin did not make God angry to appease him. You only appease someone that is angry with you. Like Amadioha or, or Shongo. Uh, or like they say in those are films, oh, why is there no rain? Ah, it is because the God of rain is angry with our land. So we have to appease the God of rain. So what are we going to do? We have to go and kill seven rams, kill seven goats, and bury somebody so that he can be calm. The death of Jesus was not to make God calm down. Did you hear that? Why? That through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death. So the death of Jesus, the purpose of the death of Jesus was to do what? To destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. The death of Jesus was not trying to balance the books between us and God. 
Let me read from the Living Translation, Hebrews chapter 10. Let's run there. Hebrews chapter 10. It's a, it's a long read, but just listen. Hebrews chapter 10. He said, the old system, from verse 3, from verse 3, let's read from, but instead, right, talking about those sacrifices, he said those sacrifices actually reminded people of their sins every year. For it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. That is why when Christ came into the world, he said to God, you did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings. In other words, in the Old Testament, they used to do what? They used to sacrifice animals. Do you remember? Remember your Bible, uh, CRK? They used to sacrifice animals. And it, what they believed was that God wanted them to do that. But really, he now says that God didn't want it. It was not God that says they should be doing it. It was Moses that told them. Moses did not, how do I know? Did Moses ever sacrifice for himself? Did Moses ever sacrifice for himself? He never did. He would just say, you, you guys, go and sacrifice. Sacrifice for yourself. Why? Because Moses knew better. Moses knew that God does not require sacrifice. But because these people did not understand. And I said, okay. You want, instead of you to accept God's own sacrifice. Instead of you to accept the gospel. Which is that God is the one that is going to sacrifice himself. You say, no. You want to do it. You want to please God all by yourself. At least if, if I sacrifice, if God sees my sacrifice, you will have pity on me. Hallelujah. Got down to me. My children who come by sacrifice or something like that. You know that we just, and we just we we think that the more the sacrifice, the more it will be accepted. And we turn God to Ogun. Meanwhile, God all the while in his gospel, right, which he had always been preaching from the time of Abel, was that, come, I am the one that is going to sacrifice myself. I'm not going to require any sacrifice from you. Let's read on. Praise God. We are investigating the resurrection of Jesus behind the scenes. He said, you did not want animal sacrifices or sins or offerings. You have given me a body to offer. Right? You were not pleased. Verse 6. You were not pleased with burnt offerings or other offerings for sin. Then I said, look, I have come to do your will, O God, as is written of me in the scriptures. First, Christ said, you did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings or burnt offerings or other offerings for sin. God says that I don't want any sacrifice from any man for sin. Hallelujah. I don't want your performance. It can't get the job done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, then he said, okay, 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 okay. 
For Christ said, you did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings or burnt offerings or other offerings for sin. Nor were you pleased with them. It means that everything those guys did, right? Sacrificing of every year, every year, every year. Vows that God was not pleased with them. What does it mean for, for God not to be pleased with them? It means that they were not acceptable to God. In other words, any effort from man, right, to get even with God, to get God to be at peace with him, right, was, a, was null and void. God never asked for it. God never liked it. God never was pleased with it. God it was never acceptable to God. Hallelujah. Look at it. Verse 10. Verse 9. Then he said, look, I've come to do your will. He cancels the first covenant. Somebody say, thank God it's cancelled. <laughs> He said, cancel the first covenant in order to put the second into effect. For God's will, listen to this. For God's will, let's read it together so that it will sink in. One to go. For God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. Which one pleased God? This is the one. By the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Someone asked an interesting question yesterday. <laughs> it's so precious. Asked an, an interesting question yesterday that somebody that he, she's been trying to reach, you know, asked. The person said, he, he's not ready to be a Christian. Because our God believes in human sacrifices. <laughs> How's that work? Well, that's a question. So you've got to answer it. After all, Jesus, what we call, what we, the Bible refers to the death of Jesus as sacrifice. And who did the sacrifice? God. So it means that God believes in human sacrifices. <laughs> After all, Jesus Christ was a human being. So how do you explain that? Follow me. We will answer it. So you see why you should read your Bible. When you get to the field, when someone asks you that such a question, don't just be looking blah. You've got to answer it. Because God is interested in that soul. You say, hey, go away. Just believe. Don't, don't just believe. Praise God. We've got to answer it. Let's read on. Praise God. So, in Hebrews chapter 2, we see that the sacrifice, let's accept the sacrifice for now, until we answer that man's question. Right? This sacrifice, what did it, what the death of Jesus, who did it affect? It was the devil. How did it affect the devil? Back to Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. Okay? He said that through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death. Next verse. And deliver all those who 
have been subject to bondage because of the fear of what? Verse 15. He said, only in this way could who, let me read it from the Living Transition, verse 14. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son, talking about Jesus, also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil. So God's sacrifice in that sense was not sacrifice to our peace. It was the way by which the power of death will be broken. It was the way to overcome he that had the power of death. The devil had it. So which means he doesn't have it anymore. Hallelujah. He doesn't have it anymore. He doesn't have it anymore. Look at it. He said, he, so it was only by dying could he break the power of the devil. Who had the power of death? How did the devil acquire the power of death? Look at the next verse, King James Version, verse, verse 15. Verse 15, King James Version. Praise God. Verse 15. King James Version. You are going to be very fast, like I told you. He said, he, And deliver them. Who what? Through fear of death. The devil's ability came through the fear of death. Men were afraid. Who brought death? Who brought death? Who brought death? Was it God? No, it was not God that brought death. Man was the one that brought death. Romans chapter 5 tells us that. He said, through one man, death came into this world. So God is not the author of death. Aren't you glad about that? So man sinned. God announced it. God informed man, but God was not the one that brought it. So all those who through the fear, of, so all through, who through their all their lifetime are subject to bondage. Uh, the power of death that the devil had uh, came as a result of fear. Fear. Remember when Adam sinned? When the Bible said God came on the scene, right? He said he went and hid himself. And uh, when God said, where are you? He said, I was afraid. That was the fear of death. Fear came in. Was it because God was unapproachable? Was it? Please put on your thinking cap. Was it because God was unapproachable? No. Because did man, God know that Adam had sinned before he came? Because he knows all things, Right? But God was still the one that did what? That came. So which means that God was still approachable. How do I know? Cain, remember Cain? He was talking nonsense to God. He said, God, where's your brother? He said, am I my brother's keeper? No, after knowing what he did do. 
Am I my brother's keeper? Hallelujah. So he was able to talk to God like that. He wasn't even remorseful. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That is God. Psalm 130, verse 4. He said, Lord, he said, if you are going to count our sins, who shall what? Who will stand? So God is not the one that kills men because of sin. What does he do? He said, the next verse, verse 4, he said, but there is forgiveness with thee, so that what? You may be feared. In other words, sin is not what should make us to fear God. Rather, it is what? Forgiveness that should make us to fear God. So the fear of death is different from the fear of God. The fear of God is reverence for God. The fear of death brings into subjection. It puts you into bondage. So the devil had the power of death because we were afraid. And Jesus now had to die. Now, why how did the death of Jesus take care of the power of death? It was not just by his death. The death was the, was the, was the means by which he would be able to deal with the devil. Praise God. First John chapter 5. First John chapter 5. Chapter 3. First John chapter 3. Verse 18, verse 5. See the way John put it. First John chapter 3. For you know that the Son of God, talking about Jesus, was manifested to do what? To do what? To take away our sins. Why was the Son of God manifested? Why was the Son of God manifested? To take away our sins. And in him is no sin. Verse 8. He that committed sin is of the what? The devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. Now let's read this part together. I want to go everybody. For this purpose. Stop there. For what purpose? For the purpose of sin. We have two people there. One, man, he that committed sin. Man commits sin. Number two, he says, is of
What does it mean to destroy? We need to ask that question. Hallelujah. It means uh, to render inoperative and ineffective. To destroy. The devil is still existing, isn't it? But he says, this is it. That its effect is no more. Has been rendered inoperative. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? The effect of sin, the consequence. Now, if he says he has taken care of sin, he has taken care of the, 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 uh, the works of the devil. How did the work of the devil come in? It came in through sin. He said, when sin came, death was introduced. Death came in. So, now, for sin to be taken care of, it's for, for death to be taken care of, it means the consequence, because death is the consequence of sin. It means the consequence of sin has been what? Dealt with. Two, it means the judgment of sin has been dealt with. Three, it means uh, that those uh, who are under the bondage of sin uh, have been set free. No wonder in Romans chapter 8 verse 1 it says, there is therefore now no what? How do you condemn when you pass a judgment? So it means that there is no sentence of judgment passed on us any longer. So that means, hallelujah, let me start rounding up. And we'll continue in two weeks' time. Praise God. Because next week Sunday is Friends, Friends Sunday. Praise God. I've not even done up to one over three, one over five, self. What I have to hear. Okay, let's look at it. Acts chapter 13. Let's close with Acts chapter 13. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So to take away the sin of man is to take away the fear of death. <laughs> to take away the sin of man is to what? To take away the fear of what? Of death. And it also means to take away the bondage on account of what? Of the fear of death. Remember, all those who through their lifetime because of the fear of death were subject to bondage. So if sin has, if the sin issue has been taken care of, then it means uh, that the fear of death has been taken care of. Then it means uh, the bondage that we are in, uh, right, has been taken care of. Jesus set me free. Why should I be bound? Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I, can, I am now free in Christ Jesus uh, to operate as a son of God. If I believe it. How many people's sin did Jesus Christ die for? First John chapter 2. Verse 2. For he is the propitiation for the sin of the whole world. For our sins. And not for our sins alone. But for the sins of the whole world. So which means that the sins of the whole world has been paid for. The whole world, though, what's the whole world? How many people are inside the whole world? Who does it cover? It covers everybody, irrespective of your religion. 
irrespective of your color, irrespective of your race, irrespective of your location. He covers everybody, including the ones that are going to be born tomorrow. Everyone. So, if he has taken care of it, why then is everybody not free? Now, some people now misinterpret this and say, hey, if Jesus Christ died for the sins of the whole world, there, there's no, we can just keep sinning now. After all, you are taking care of the sin. That's heresy. Oh, it means that everybody is the son of God. Everybody is going to go to heaven. No, it's not. Oh, don't let them deceive you. That's what Peter was talking about. Said some, some things that Paul taught, they were hard to be understood. And so people were now misinterpreting it to their destruction. Hallelujah. You have to what? Believe it. If you don't believe it, what do we want to do on Friends Day? We want to convince people to believe it that their sins have been paid for. I remember some years ago when I was preaching to somebody and the person was arguing with me that nobody can pay for his own sins. He knows what, you know, he, he, he knew in his mind, he was looking at the magnitude of his sins. That, ah, no, it would be unfair for somebody else to pay for this, for my own sin. I should pay for my sin. I'm like, ha, ah, so if you, okay, you need a car and, and he must, must you buy with, buying it with your money and somebody giving you. What's the most important thing? You have a car. Hallelujah. And if somebody buys it for you, at least I will have my money in my bank account. I can use my money to do some other things. Won't you like it if somebody else buys a car for you? Huh? Hallelujah. I say, no, 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 no. I want to be a man of myself. I don't want anybody, I don't want anybody for somebody to give back to you. You didn't come on here. You didn't come. Hallelujah. The fact that somebody gave back to you, it means that you are, you are divinely assisted. Yeah, I mean, I, I am a self-made man. No human being is a self-made man. That thing that you are even showing, that you are telling us that yourself, somebody else has done it before and you copied the person. Period. So stop, stop trying to boast. That's what he said. He said, that's what, that's what, what did Abraham find? Abraham found that, come, you can justify this. God is one that justifies the ungodly. That you don't have to walk, you don't have to perform so that you know you can boast, make the boast that you see. You know what? I am very I am very clean with God now because I've been a very good person. One guy came to meet Jesus. What could I do to inherit eternal life? He said, Do all the commandments. He said, Ah, from my youth. All of them, all the time commandments. Jesus, if you have forgotten anyone, I can even remind you. And Bible said, Jesus looked at him and had pity on him. He had pity on him. He said, okay, go and sell everything you have. And come and follow me. Give it to the poor. Come and follow me. Ah. He's not a part of that Ten Commandments. He's not part of those Ten Commandments. It means that the spirit of those Ten Commandments, you didn't have it. So you can be moralistic and legalistic and be very far away from the kingdom. That's why God said that, come, by strength shall no man prevail. Not by your strength. That's why God said that, come, I'm, I'm not demanding. God is not a sacrifice demander. I hope there's a word like that. It's allowed. 
Thank you, brother Tomiwa. You know, God does not demand. God is the one that gives. He's the one that sacrificed himself. That was what he showed through Abraham. Hallelujah. God said that I'm the one that is going to free you. Everything is going to be. That is what it means when God says I am Alpha and Omega. Everything, you know, I like to say it this way. I am Alpha and Omega and everything in between. He's the one that starts it and he's the one that finishes it. He says he's the author and the finisher of the faith that you have. It has to be him from beginning to the end so that only him will take the glory because there is nothing you can ever do that can satisfy the claims of justice. And that's the reason why we fear him. That's why we reverence him. That's why we thank him. Aren't you glad that you don't have to do 40 days fasting in order to pay it penance? Aren't you glad that you don't have to empty your bank account so that it can be acceptable by him? Aren't you glad all he says to do is just believe? So, but you can't believe me. Ah, no, no problem. I believe. I believe. I don't, if it is to believe, ah, very simple. If that's the only cost to it, I believe. I believe. Praise God. How long does it take to believe? A nanosecond. I just switch from unbelief to believe, period. And that's all it will ever cost you. Praise God. That's why they said the price is not greater and the grace of God. The price is infinitesimally small. Hallelujah. Just believe him. Amen. Glory to God. Let's stand to our feet this morning. We'll continue from here. We're still watching behind the scenes. Resurrection. Thank you. You know, it makes what we want to do now it makes it so it makes it so meaningful praise God when we take the communion you know he said we do show the Lord's death we are showing the consequence what are we showing praise God Ah, I didn't get to Colossians chapter 2 today he said he showed them openly he made a public show. So when we are doing communion, we are making public show. When I see the blood, I know the devil is defeated. <laughs> Woo! Because the blood represents the life of Jesus. So whenever you see the blood of Jesus, don't just think about red, 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 red blood cells and white blood cells and water and all those things that are the components of blood. No. Think about the life of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. You know yesterday at the prayer meeting we said we are going to take communion and we are going to declare what? Come on. If you came to prayer meeting yesterday we said today we are going to take communion and we are going to declare what? Come on. <laughs> 
that we are going to declare what? Why? Why can we declare that? Glory to God. The promise has already been done. For in Christ Jesus, all the promises of God are what? Are yes. They are not something that is going to happen. They are things that have already been stamped and delivered to us. So we can say, no loss. Somebody shout, no loss. There shall be no loss. Come on, tell your neighbor, no loss. If you can dare to believe it this morning. You should, you should be, you should be dancing some palongo on your, on your feet right where you are now. No loss, no loss, no loss, no loss, no loss. Or someone say, Pastor, but I know I've lost something. Glory to God, Hallelujah. This is what he said about loss. He said that whatever you have lost, he said he can restore back. He said the years that the palmer ones, the caterpillars, right, and all those stuffs, uh, locusts, uh, that they have eaten up. He said he will do what? He will do what? He will do what? And once it's restored, what does that mean? No loss. Equation balance. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Lift up your hands and begin to worship him. No loss. 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 In that old covenant, the Bible says for 40 years he preserved those guys. He said none was feeble amongst them. None. Those that fell by the wayside that they fell because of unbelief. Not because God killed them. Oh. Unbelief. He said, how shall we neglect such a great salvation? Don't neglect this. Come on, begin to tell yourself. You've, say, no loss for me. This month of April, I take communion this morning. No loss. It's life. In him there is life. There is no death. Things don't die around me. Come on. Come on. Come on. Speak to yourself this morning. Speak to yourself. Speak to yourself. Be deliberate about it. Be deliberate about it. Be deliberate about it. Be deliberate about it this morning. No loss. <laughs> Woo! Glory to his holy name. You know what he said? Paul said, I am convinced that he is able to keep to the end that which is committed into his hands tell your neighbor say neighbor no reason to fear it's in his hands it's in his hands it's in his hands the devil meant it for evil 
But glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The wisdom of God is prevailing in that situation. The wisdom of God is prevailing in that marriage. Oh, he thinks he's going to frustrate you. No! I refuse to be frustrated. I was telling them in, the, in, the, in Kingsville Global Fellowship yesterday. The reason why a person will be perplexed is because of unbelief. He that believeth does not make haste. Is not perplexed. Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind come on, I'm stirring up your faith this morning before we take communion. I'm stirring up your faith. That's what I'm doing. You will keep him in perfect peace. Tell your neighbor, be at peace. Brother Lawrence, be at peace. Glory to God. Yeah, I'm at peace. Come hell or high water. <laughs> we are still standing. Glory to God. He's able to keep. He's able to save to the uttermost them that come to God by him. Seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. No, to make intercession there does not mean that he's praying for you. No, to make intercession there is making uh, the declaration of heaven over your life. What it means. Hallelujah. Shout it one more time. No more lo no loss. Come on, shout it one more time. No loss. One more time. No loss. Father, in the name of Jesus, we take communion this morning and we declare, as you have put it on our hearts to declare, no loss. No loss. We decree it. We decree by the decrees of the watchers. We declare it this morning. No loss. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's go on and start taking the communion. Praise God. Ushers, let's start finding out.
Jesus has done. We'll always be grateful. On the occasion of the greatest thing that has ever happened in history of man, the resurrection of Jesus. Everything that he stands for belongs to us. For we have been made partakers of his glory. We thank you. We thank you. This month of April, 
like you said to us yesterday this quarter because you've got times and seasons in your hand and you have given them to us uh, to number our days to apply our hearts uh, to the wisdom in the word we declare once again there shall be no loss in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus it means things will not decrease for us when there is loss there is decrease it means things will not decrease for us we are grateful we are grateful lift up your hands to him and bless his name